0: My name is for you. The game is yours to play now. The light provides. This is Eventide Radio.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Eventide Radio. This is a fan made Destiny podcast where we have roundtable discussions about a variety of different topics concerning the popular video game franchise. At its core, this show is about having in depth discussions about the game from a variety of different perspectives. I'm your host, Scotty, with me our co-hosts Rob and Robbie, and today we're talking about the next chapter of the Destiny Saga, the quote-unquote beginning of the end, Lightfall. So, to quote the official Bungie.net a little blurb about the new expansion, Shattered glass glints in the starlight. Soldiers of the Shadow Legion battle with guardians under the un- unmistakable shadows of the fleet overhead. The Witness and its newest disciple are here. Amid the chaos, begin a journey that will reveal the hidden threads that bind us, the ability to unravel them, and the mastery to weave them anew. With this new power in hand, find strength in your fellow guardians and triumph in the face of impossibility. So, we got our first look at the new expansion, Lightfall, coming out in February, as Witch Queen did, now that everything got pushed back a little bit. And the Witness has claimed a new disciple in the form of the Emperor Callus from the season of the haunted this past season so and we've got this brand new power uh new darkness subclass to the surprise of nobody we have weave i believe it's called strand Um, strand sorry uh weaving is the verb i believe they, they use right probably okay something like that but it's green as everyone else also expected um it's not a poison subclass though we'll get into that later But we got a new subclass. we got a new legendary campaign coming, which is quite exciting. Uh, We have a new location in the form of Neptune. Uh, Neo-Muna, specifically, is the city I believe it's called. Um, But we've got a new super. And that's about all we got to see. And there's a couple other miscellaneous fun things that we'll talk about as well, including the new Quicksilver Gun that comes with the pre-order. Mods and the loadout manager. Dex of Stranger Fish coming back for some reason. Finally, it's showing up. And, uh, yeah, we'll get into all that right now. So, before we get started... Um, Rob, what have you been up to this week in Destiny?
2: Uh, so the new season also dropped. I think that's worth mentioning. We'll talk about the new season. We will next talk week. about that in a separate yes. episode because there
1: is plenty of stuff to talk about there, but we'll save yep. that for later. But yeah, briefly just what you uh, doing that. And I have thus far completed uh,
2: four runs of King's Fall, which is the new old raid or the old new raid uh, coming back uh better than ever uh enjoying it running it with my clan mates and uh having a good time with that so that's what i've been doing this week
1: sweet it's awesome robbie what about you
0: same same i guess with the new season dropping obviously you know the story missions and all that i haven't done the raid yet i was under the impression and maybe that was my mistake and now i see why people were complaining about uh day one being only on friday because i actually thought it was going to be the whole weekend. Ah. Clearly, my, my misunderstanding. They, they did say it in the announcement and everything. It was just me not getting it. I'm like, why is it a big deal? Uh, but no, it was a big deal. So now I see it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. But uh, mostly, uh, I went back and started doing a lot of Dirts of Eternity to grind those red borders and hopefully get me some you know, crafted BXR and the Wastelander I really want. Uh, Sweet. But, yeah. Sweet. It's been fun. What about you, Scotty? Up. What are you doing?
1: Me? What have I been up to? I've been messing around with the new season. I actually played, um, I was thinking about trying to get my power up a little bit for the first time in a long time. Um, so I played Shattered Throne um, and I didn't realize that I thought, you know, completing Shattered Throne, if it's on the rotation, that every encounter would drop like a powerful no, or pinnacle just piece. Just the end. final. The yep. end. That's awesome. So um, I was a little disappointed with that. But otherwise, yeah, I've been messing around with the new season, and I'm um, enjoying it for the most part. Pretty cool. It's, it's nice to be back back into it a little bit. So, yeah, good. All right, so let's dive into what we just witnessed. The uh, No no pun intended. Uh, the Lightfall reveal trailer, the big cinematic one, was, was pretty sweet. So there's a lot going on in there, but it was a very cool trailer, as usual. They never, uh, never fail to demonstrate their impeccable showmanship. So, Rob, what was your first impression? What are your and what were your initial thoughts after watching the the cinematic uh, little story trailer that they dropped? Uh, Besides the showcase and everything, like that, yeah. Was,
2: so, I, so I think yeah, the showcase was as always really well done. They do a great kind of like pre-show where they have some content creators and talk about some cool stuff. I think they were specifically they were interviewing uh, someone who's I think maybe like legally blind, and uh, they were kind of talking about kind of support around uh, folks in the community that maybe have I- impairments of some type um, and how they can, you know, some of the the groups and people that are supporting and keeping active gamers and all that. So, like, I, I always love that kind of stuff. And they show a bunch of art, like, leading up to the reveal. And then it's a good solid, like, it was, like, 45 minutes of just, like, information dump of the new season, the the raid, the and then the, the new expansion, of course, and just giving you everything. Uh, of course, with like sweet trailers and all that fun stuff, and you get to see Joe Blackburn and, and the rest of the team kind of just sharing sharing the vision for Destiny for the, the for coming years and so always super exciting. Um, if I'm being completely honest, uh the reveal for Lightfall, uh I'm gonna roll my eyes a little bit in that I'm not uh like I'll be the first one to load up. Like, Tears for Fears, because I like me some some 80s, like, new wave synth, like, yeah. pop. But I'm so sick of that, like, cyberpunk, 80s, neo-wave, whatever you want to call it. Like, that, that kind of art style and aesthetic that is, like, completely oversaturated, like, everything. Uh, I'm really burned out on that. And, like, as soon as I saw, like, the warlock armor uh, having, like, the red bandana... I was just like, OK, great, we're going to we're just going to have stranger things in Destiny now. Um, So like that, that was a little bit of an eye roll thing, but like conceptually, I think it's cool. Like we knew Calus was going to become a disciple in some capacity. And so seeing that and like like it, I, I was kind of worried that when we had kind of the, the whole Keitel story arc that maybe the Cabal were going to kind of like slowly remove themselves as an enemy in in destiny but kind of seeing like callous forces becoming imbued with like darkness technology and and becoming a more and ever present danger like i think story-wise it's cool it's cool to go to neptune i think that's like a really neat planet conceptually and you don't really get too much sci-fi uh taking place on like a planet as far out as neptune so i kind of like that idea and the whole kind of story surrounding like Here's a here's a place that's somehow been able to like escape the collapse and been sort of flying under the radar. And it's like, what what is kind of what's um what's the the oh, it's like I just, hopefully this isn't taken the wrong way. It almost kind of reminded me of like a Wakanda type thing where it's like no one knows that they've been there and so they've been free to like develop technology way beyond yeah, yeah, anything yeah. else. So I think but that's really cool. It's the
0: opposite, right? Like no one knew they were there, so they got trapped in the eighties.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that's a problem. Yeah, and then all they did is just put and and again going back to the the rolling my eyes at the '80s thing where it's like they they showed the the storm bringers or whatever the heck the the, the cloud P- striders cloud striders uh, insert storm item with insert movement ability cloud strider storm runner whatever you want to call them ah uh, they have like a total cyberpunk like cybernetic enhancement thing and again just kind of like all right can we like can we move away from that as a an aesthetic? But other than that, like I'm excited. Obviously, like new content, new story, major expansion. This seems like a pivot, big pivotal point. It's literally called Lightfall, so like I feel like hopefully some some stuff goes down. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, right. I'm excited tentatively. Just the art
1: style kind of made me like. Eh. Sure, better turn off. I get that. Robbie, what about you? Do you, are you a fan of the the 80s aesthetic?
0: I I mean I am in a way, but. I also agree that it's a bit, you know, it's been played too yes. much lately on everything. And so, and, you know, obviously, the reference to Cyberpunk, I feel like whenever they started developing, maybe, you know, that was going to be the new best. Everybody thought it was going to be, you know, game of the year. And this was going to be the new 10 year game that everybody's playing. And then it just you know, fell flat. And a lot of things happen anyway. And, you know, a lot of, games adopted that aesthetic and i guess this one did um maybe a bit preemptively and or maybe a bit too late to the game that would say maybe they're a bit too late and so that kind of doesn't fit very well uh in my thinking of like where are we going forward as you know the story keeps moving on because that the last expansion was considered by many like one of the darker ones in sense of thematic and just the story in general and how we actually have been, you know, delving deeper into like characters and their backstories and, you know, how they are as people. And this one somehow seems a bit more cartoonish in that regard, just because of how it looks like. Like I was expecting like, you know, the Doctor Disrespect collaboration right away or something. And <laughs> gladly it didn't happen luckily um, <laughs> but yeah I don't know I just feel like they're a bit late to the game in a way the cybernetic and all that stuff they've done before you know since Halo obviously the Spartans is going to be a, a big comparison for a lot of people and like the relationship between ODSTs and, and the Spartans and all that I, I think we've seen that and that's also one of my concerns like That team that's doing this is not the bungee that was doing that back in the day. Like, I think, like, probably at this point, 343 has some original Bungie uh, members, but Bungie doesn't anymore. Uh, This is like a new Bungie, right? And I kind of keep having to remind myself of that fact. And in a way, that makes me feel like, okay, good, they're going a different direction and they should be, you know, feel free to approach different thematics and different storylines and just develop the game in, in the way that they see fit. Uh, but that also makes them a bit fall into that you know, same kind of like trap, I would call it, of we as players, and especially maybe older ones uh, like myself that have been playing Bungie games since probably Marathon, um, will definitely... Feel kind of weird when you see the Halo Infinite grapple hook on 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 Destiny or things like that. So it, it's a bit of a bag of mixed feelings. Like I'm excited, but at the same time I'm aware. I I, sure. I hope to be surprised. That that's what I'll say.
2: Sure, sure. So All I right. can I can I respond to that? Yeah, go ahead. So I I don't think you're totally off. Robbie um I I think though they probably feel like I I, obviously I'm not I don't work for Bungie I don't represent kind of like you know what what the internal like you know when they sit down and and start developing an expansion it's like you know what are what are what flavor are we going to bring this season what's going to be the 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 little thing that everyone remembers and, and is associated with this, right? With like Forsaken, it was K dying. And was but Shadow they Cade. did, though.
0: They did. We, both, we all saw the stream, and there was like a part where literally one of the designers says, so they told us this time we're going to make a new city, but it's going to be new. Like, it's not messed up. It's not destroyed. It's like brand new. Like, people were living here 10 minutes ago. That's kind you know, of I, a quote. I, I, he I, literally well, said that. So, like, they already knew what it was going to be before they even began. So we no, had the idea.
2: I'm talking oh. about more like a, a kind of a larger, like what's the, what's the thing that sticks out as like the, the, the takeaway from that season or or that expansion. And again, it's like forsaken. It was like K dying and the new, the new subclasses that we got associated with that. And, and then with the shadow keep, it was like the first time we saw the darkness or one of the, the pyramid ships. And with beyond light, it was like stasis and really like, Talking to the darkness, and and then with Witch Queen, it's like Hive Guardians and meeting Savathun for the first time. And this, it's got to be, it's got to be something that really stands out and like, like Strand and and sort of like what new thing can they bring to the table? And it's like, I feel like when they brought with Beyond Light, it was like Stasis, and then this, it's it's got to be something that really like keeps from the game from feeling like stagnant, so to speak. Like what, like if they just did more it's like supers and it's just, it's another elemental ability without having some kind of like pizzazz that stands out. Like, I think it would just be maybe negatively received. And so I, I guess I don't quite know where I'm going with this, but it's like, no, I, 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 I get it. I was I, about I, to
1: mention something like this. Yeah.
2: yeah I don't, I don't dis- I don't disagree with you in saying like, this kind of feels like we've seen this before in other games, but it's like, like, I don't know if there's sort of an expectation that like Bungie needs to be like constantly bringing something like really different to Destiny to keep it from feeling stale and it's like this this is kind of their answer to that is like we're going to add a whole new like movement element that completely flips the rest of the game on its on its rear end which we we can kind of talk about cuz I I have some concerns that it's going to just like if it's if it's possible to do in PVP like how is this going to completely like botch pvp and and how is this going to completely ruin like every strike and what areas are we going to completely break and and all of those things and like that that was as soon as i saw that and like everyone's going to be able to grapple and swing around like spider-man i'm like this is this is going to be weird and 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 something that i also kind of wanted to say and you brought up kind of like the lightness and tone uh, as like a as a stark contrast to what we just had with with Witch Queen, which I also completely agree with, and this is also something that I think I've kind of hinted to or, or discussed in in previous episodes. But I, one of the things that drew me to this game in the first place was the kind of concept of like in like in our solar system post apocalyptic like environment and game where something bad happened, the collapse, and we're seeing what the ramifications of that were with other alien species coming in and taking over. And maybe this is another reason why I'm not huge on the aesthetic. Like this feels like it goes so hard against that design intent. And I think that's what kind of turns me off from it as well. And also like it like this is supposed to be like a really dark turning point, but it seems so like light and colorful. Where I'm like, why is this called Lightfall? Like, there wasn't really anything that they showcased that made me, like, wondering, like, what's going to happen. And maybe that's, like, the whole thing, right? There's going to be some twists that they're they're saving for, like, the campaign. But, like, I really don't get why it's called called Lightfall because this really didn't seem to reflect that title. Whereas, like, Witch Queen, like, when you have that creepy where she's emerging from the swamp and then there's all these hive ghosts kind of fluttering behind her and resurrecting Ive, that was some creepy shit uh pardon my french and like really was like oh this is a creepy like tonal shift and then this like stark contrast where now we're playing like cyberpunk in destiny like something feels off
0: i uh, agree not not even cyberpunk cuz it's like even cyberpunk is like in a way post apocalyptic that's
2: true that's true yeah this
0: one is like fresh brand new shiny straight from the apple store kind of look right in a way but and i agree with you it's like yeah i'm excited because i see the the movement even though we can talk about the grapple hook and like the grabbing onto nowhere and you know things like that that kind of make me i don't know we'll we'll see how it plays out yeah but i feel like at least for now it's it's and i think you you said it too which is was kind of my point like it's being overshadowed by the aesthetic and and that's the the one big issue i have it just so, it, yeah. It's like it's, it's hard. Weird. Yeah, it's it's hard to you know find the the balance in between. Like I don't I don't know how I feel about the whole thing I watched and how it looked.
1: All right. Yeah. So go to for it, yeah, this, Scotty. You make yeah. this interesting, and I agree with everything you guys are saying. But I will also play devil's advocate, so we're not mm-hmm. all agreeing on everything. Yeah, you don't so, want an echo chamber. I agree. Yeah. Right. So. I think I agree with you guys, you know, weird aesthetic, but also at the same time, I think the intent behind it, and of course you can dislike the intent, but the intent I think is to take a very dark narrative. I think the, the narrative is going to be genuinely dark and juxtapose that with like a poppy cyberpunk aesthetic. I think that was the idea. And it, it's like, it's supposed to be weird. It's supposed to be different. It's supposed to be interesting. I don't think the aesthetic is actually going to match up with the actual narrative that we're going to see. Yeah, that's, I, that's my prediction. Yeah, but yeah, and I also it, it, yeah, it it makes sense um, for Lightfall to be kind of a a more like sci-fi high tech um, expansion because we just came off of Witch Queen, which was very much leaning into the fantasy side as far as aesthetic goes, with the whole gothic architecture and right, you know, fantasy stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. naturally, they're gonna do like a more tech focused one this time because Destiny's always been in that weird. Middle ground between fantasy and sci fi. So they're kind of playing both sides, seeing what they could do, just messing around with that as far as like design goes. I don't hate it personally. I, I, it's definitely not what anyone expected, which I think is part of the problem. I think, uh, people would be more kind if, uh, the, the like an initial like lightfall promotional like image wasn't s- like standing in such stark contrast to what we, uh, just, just saw. But yeah. I don't know. I th- I think I think it'll be interesting. I I respect the like creative decision to like go in this direction in the sense that I totally get that you guys are like complaining about it—the whole cyberpunk aesthetic being pushed on so many different projects and it just being really oversaturated. But at the same time, it's not something we've actually seen in Destiny before, so it's kind of interesting in that regard.
0: Right, and that's my one hope, actually. You, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You because. What you said right now is basically my one hope is that this gives us an opportunity as a player to see a great city fall and get mm-hmm. destroyed and become what we're used to knowing from Earth. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: E- yeah. So and- if, if that and- happens, that, like, I can definitely understand where you're coming from. And, and I'm hopeful because that sounds like a really cool experience.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think the whole, yeah, like I was saying, the, the narrative will not match up with the aesthetic.
2: Yeah, I, and, and, and I, I would love to be wrong. All right, and, and I definitely, and I'm not saying that this is what you said I said, but I don't hate the aesthetic. It just, it feels, I, I know this is like a weird statement to make, and it's hard to, and I've I maybe I've even said this before. Like, this is like the first time where it didn't feel like destiny. Like it mm-hmm. looked like it was taken straight out of a completely different game, and that's that's what was so jarring. But like Robbie, you you made a, an excellent statement just now of like, maybe this is maybe this is what a lot you, of of the world that we've spent the last eight years exploring used to be before the collapse, and maybe maybe that's what the the punchline to lightfall is before we get to the final shape is like this this new city that we've discovered. Or not new city, but the city that's been sort of like, you know, been able to avoid the the collapse for so long. And now maybe we bring the collapse because of of our interference and, and you know, becoming part of that. And we get to experience it, go to become the next city that that's, falls victim to the collapse or the new collapse or whatever you want to call it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, there's there's potential there. It just... Again, like like you said, Scotty, maybe there's an attempt to like an attempt to juxtapose, and it just it feels so bizarre when you're used to a certain like style and look. and maybe maybe that's been a common complaint is like people weren't people were sick of seeing ruins and and destroyed cities and and all these places that used to be bustling cities. And it's like, well, what does that actually look like in in the destiny world? and this is their response to that is like let's see what a pre-collapse city prospering would have looked like with with all the technology and 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 all of that along with it and then see it collapse so we get to experience kind of that side of it i i again i'm i'm tentatively hopeful and 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 all of that it's just my initial gut reaction was like great more 80s synth pop sure that, but yeah. that's again that's and yeah that's me i also
0: don't but... hate it i also don't hate the aesthetic i mean i love cyberpunk as, as broken as it was as a game i loved it when i played it the first time yeah. i love it even now um but i guess what also took a lot of people by you know surprise was that it like exactly that it just feels like a big departure yes and in that sense, I think that we've experienced that with the seasons lately, and I don't know. We can mention it as many times as as Rob will mention them. I feel like he can explain that better. But how we get the expansions, I and mean, then we feel like we have um, not the best continuity in regard of like how the story is being delivered to us with the seasons, and this one again just feels like also like a big departure in a sense, like maybe I wanted a bit more of whatever we were dealing with. Mm-hmm. And and we'll talk about the season next time. But yeah. I didn't get that with this new season.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's interesting that, that Destiny, like, it's never stayed the same aesthetically from ex- expansion to expansion. Like, it always decides to, like, pull some huge 180, especially in Destiny 2. And do something completely out of left field, it feels like, for as far as like aesthetic goes. There's always like a new theme, even from like season to season. They always pick some sort of like theme to go with. Like the this season of the plunder is like this pirate aesthetic. And it just it feels like the aesthetic for Destiny shifts pretty constantly. Yeah. So anyways. Um, let's talk about the story a little bit as far as like the new story stuff, My, what we're expecting. So Gallus is a disciple. I can't even remember if they confirmed it officially or not in the season of the haunted. Um we have these cloud strider people. So the cloud are. Let me double check so I don't get this wrong. The cloud people, I believe, are from Neomuna, uh, which is a city that was never touched by the traveler. So never never got the light or anything, no guardians, whatever. And Robbie, you were saying the cloud administratortors uh like volunteered to like be cybernetically augmented, so they are essentially the guardians right
2: yeah so so at the end of the stream, if you kind of stayed on at least on the twitch stream, uh they continued to do like they they interviewed some more of the developers, like Joe Blackburn came back and talked, to, and they had kind of the 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 kind of the big players that are part of all the major expansion developments. And I, I can't remember any of the names. I feel terrible because I've, I've, I've watched so many things with them every year. Um, and they kind of go on and just talk about design ideas and what inspired. And they talked a little bit more about the, uh, insert storm item, insert movement item, uh, cloud striders. Is that what they're called? I just, I think yeah. it's funny. Cause like you can, you can call them like, storm or rain dancers or like you know it's like their mm-hmm. names are kind of like i'd say uninspired anyway sure um but they were talking like yeah they 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 choose and opt to within their like society to take these cybernetic enhancements so they can be like you know super soldiers so to speak um but at the cost of like significantly shortened lifespans and that's one of the ideas that they want to like look into or or dabble with because it's a it's a complete stark contrast to the guardians who we are involuntarily sort of signed up to be guardians and we can live forever whereas these people go out of their way to like sacrifice a big portion of their lifespan so that they, they can explicitly defend their people and their city and their their you know preserve their society and that's like again so that's some like one of the themes that they want to like dabble with with Lightfall which is cool. Yeah, um, it is cool. Opposite and I think the, and I think they even kind of suggested that you know, a standard guardian's six, six foot tall, and these people are going to be like towering over us because of like the enhancements that they get. So, oh, okay. um should be exciting to kind of see like how they look. And again, they only kind of teased one in the trailer. So, you know, I I'm excited to kind of see that, and and like you know, and I I in the back of my mind, I'm like, cool, what kind of neat guns are we going to get from this? Because it's like all new technology, you know, pre-war collapse type stuff um and you know golden age technology that we're always kind of talking about like maybe we'll get to see that kind of um fully like realized because it's been completely untouched for so long so i'm i'm excited about a lot of that stuff you know it's like at the end of the day we're all about getting uh, robbie you said this best in one of the first podcasts where it's like you shoot enemies so that you can get weapons so that you can shoot more enemies and like <laughs> that's still the fundamental point of this game <laughs> Uh, and so I'm excited to see what guns we're going to get to
1: destroy Kallus' fleet. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Robbie, what about you? How do you feel about these Cloud Striders?
0: It's, again, yeah, it's, it's like a good emphasis on making us appreciate kind of like what a Guardian is because in a way, I think like, especially because this week, by the way, if uh, just to mention this for people out there, uh, the game had all the expansions available for everybody for one week. And if you downloaded the game on the Epic Game Store, you also got the 30th anniversary for free. Right. So literally an influx of new and returning players as well. So that was fun. And a lot of people jump into the game like I did, but I feel like at this point it's even a bit more you know, complex, the, the whole situation of like. Where we find ourselves in story-wise, and I think this is going to be like a good contrast into understanding again the implications of what what the traveler actually you know brought to us. Because now we got the darkness. So if we think we're going to this place as saviors, I, I don't know. You know, maybe we're yeah. not. Maybe we're their downfall. Honestly. <laughs> and, and so that's going to be like a good contrast. And hopefully we'll kind of learn more about ourselves, not only about them. That's yeah, That's what I'm looking forward to.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering why we are on Neptune to, to begin with. And if we, are, if we do go to Neptune, why exactly is the witness there and Cal is attacking this previously undisclosed location?
2: Uh, I, I suspect we're going to get a season... Our next season is going to be yeah. sort of the, the... And it'll end with us going to some mission and then we're like, hey, maybe you should go check out Neptune. Kind of like how Shadowkeep ended with like, hey, go check out Europa. And you then we get there and the it's the like, transmission, oh. Gorgeous. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. That's, that's, it's going to be something like that or like we're going to be pursuing Callus and whatever form he takes next before we get to the Lightfall. And it's going to be like, it's going to point towards Neptune. And I think there's something in the lore or one of the things we were talking to Savathun or something, but basically this was like predicted last season someone had like a vision or oh it was keitel keitel at the end of the vox obscura in one of the one of the dreams or visions that she talks about it's something oh. about being seeing people in the clouds and of neptune or something like that so they they kind of hinted
1: at this back when vox Obscura mm-hmm. first came out so okay was it yeah, that like so. the, the scion like uh propaganda thing or something like
2: that I yeah yeah it was something like that so
1: Cool, cool. I, I yeah. wonder if uh, these artifacts that Aramis is after could potentially have any connection to Neptune in any way. I hope so. Then it would actually make this season we sense, which we'll, yeah, right. which we'll talk about next week. So. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, I was surprised to see Callus uh, supposedly Callus's true form in the trailer.
2: Yeah, like, they show him like getting like naked in a bath or something.
1: Yeah, I I I don't know. I was expecting. I feel like because they were you know hiding his true form. Right, we've only seen robots of him. We've never actually seen his physical body. So I was expecting there to be kind of a kind of a big deal to see what he actually like looks like at the moment. And he just looks like a like an old old dude. Old. You think is he's in a bathtub? And I was like, all kind right, kind <laughs> of neat
2: because it's like
1: almost. Defies your expectations in that way. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Subverts your expectations. Subverts. Uh, yes. Sorry.
2: Uh, but no. But I think it's yeah. Like it's uh. By the way, if you if you see the lightfall reveal trailer at like second twenty eight is when you see naked callus in the bath. That's what we're referring to. Yeah. If you, um, if you want to go look at that for this, for also could just reason. be like. Of yeah. Of course.
0: Why do you know this time the timestamp of the news? <laughs> because no, I I just pulled the, you know the timestamp yeah. of the news. I just
2: pulled it. Yeah. <laughs> I have my moments. These are, these, yeah. are my night, these are my night night stories. So went too far on that one. I mean, that could just be a generic cabal, but I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be callous. And it's I like put money that that is callous. Well, yeah. so but so like I I think if you do the the presage missions, you would get all these like like journal entries and logs and things like that. And I think basically they were describing his body was like essentially falling apart and just because he's either so old or so ravaged or like. You know, whatever. Yeah, the, the years have not been kind to him. That sure. he was going to die anyway. So when he, he gave himself up to the the disciple or the witness or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> um, and he's like, maybe like this is him becoming like reborn. Um, and I mean, cabal are pretty hideous and ugly. So like, I'm not surprised that this is what his like reborn like. You know, I'm just I. <laughs> I'm imagining like the valve the disciple like you know like Rolk as this really kind of neat like spidery creepy lanky bastard that you have to shoot and he's like running around kicking you and then I'm imagining that fight but instead it's like now Callus is the new disciple and he's like running around trying to kick you and it's like <laughs> he's got these short little like stubby legs like I I really hope that that's the the situation that we have so uh,
1: I got a question for you guys yeah uh, do you, do you think uh, as far as like raid and like campaign final boss, do you think we'll actually come into contact with fighting the witness at all physically? Uh, no, I think that's final so? shape. Okay. Yeah, I think I think Callus
2: is the. I we can take bets now. I'm assuming Callus is going to be the raid
1: boss. Who would be the campaign boss then?
2: Maybe maybe it's gonna be kind of like a Taken King where we like fight him sure, and then he like he, he like like he he challenges us on like a a an inth- kind of a, a an ethereal level and then we defeat him and he's like no I'm just kidding I'm a disciple and then you have to like challenge him in the raid and like that's where you actually defeat him yeah Or something like that it could like, be I, that could happen yeah I I could see something like that I I or or it's it could be you know some of his cronies or something like that and then it's like finally his his final shape is you know what you actually fight. Uh-huh. Maybe and maybe maybe this is like a husk. <laughs> maybe he's gonna transform into some like beefy Chad version of of Callus <laughs>
1: who just kicks our ass. Like So if you look at the promotional material for Lightfall, we do see Calus does have a new new get up of some kind. We don't get a great look at it, but he's definitely got something else going on. Like looks like some sort of helmet looks like he's wearing. Um, what are you looking at? So look at and like Go to the Lightfall page. Um, yeah, that, are you talking about like, the Shattered Glass thing? Yeah. You see Callus looking all funky? Oh, is that on the far left? Is that what you're talking about? No, in the... In the so so you go to the, the Lightfall page on Punch.net, yep. right? Shattered, shattered Glass. Far right is Osiris. Far left is... uh the hell that is? Oh, I forgot yeah. what it's called. but Oh, the yeah. Enemy yeah. Type. Um, and then Callus is right next to the Cloud Strider. On the yeah, right.
2: okay. Yeah, between the Warlock and the Cloud yeah, Strider. Yeah, is yeah, that, yeah. Is
1: that Callus? I I would assume so. It's definitely a cabal. And okay. it's certainly not one of the Shadow Legion people because we know okay. what those look like. So I think yeah, that's Callus. Cool. He looks like he's got a new 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 wardrobe, apparently. So Cheeky summer dew. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's definitely gonna get a new look after he goes in the witness's bathtub. So <laughs> that'll be interesting to see. <laughs> I wonder I guess it begs the question like you know, did Rolk look any different before he became a disciple? We don't really know that for sure. Yeah. So it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see. Speaking of uh, this shattered glass thing, though, and the guy on the far left, that is a new enemy type, correct? Yes. And if you wow. scroll
2: all the way to the bottom of the Lightfall page, you can see kind of a there's more a screenshot of right? a yeah. version of him. Yeah, so it's, that's,
1: it's, that's a big deal. A
2: new enemy yeah. type. Yeah. And they're they're kind of described as like mini bosses.
1: That's um, that's pretty huge. This so, is uh the darkness, the first actual darkness enemy type that isn't a, like a main boss, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh. And uh it's also worth mentioning uh they did kind of mention in the lightfall reveal that they're going to be doing the legendary campaign again. Yeah. Um because 2 of every 3 people played the lightfall uh, or the the witch queen the witch campaign queen. on legendary. Which is awesome. Only two that's, out of three. I'm actually surprised. That's lower than I thought that would it would be.
0: To be me, too. I I, I, thought,
2: yeah, I think too. you overestimate how casually some people play this game. Huh. Um. I think I think two out of two of every three people is probably pretty astounding. Um. Wow.
1: That's that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I Because I loved the legendary yeah. Yeah. campaign for which Queen. So, as far as the yes. like, gameplay went, best campaign right. ever.
2: Yeah, so and they they said they're going to be doing the same thing with Lightfalls. They're going to have a, a a legendary version that kind of expedites your your power level grind at the end of it. So, that's awesome. I am very much looking forward and to And guaranteed
0: that. high stat armor at the end.
2: Oh, did they Oh, yeah, and they said they're not going to do the the BS exotic <laughs> where it's like crappy rolls. So, yes, they they did explicitly say they weren't going to. This do time that. It was
0: like the the way to do it once we found out was choose the one you don't want. Right. So then you can get the one you want from the law sector instead and not get stuck with bad stats. Yeah. That's a a good little, uh, you know, footnote. Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly. (laughs) So we also have a new subclass slash super slash whatever. So it's called Strand. And so I I wanted to ask a clarifying question because I wasn't entirely clear on this. Do all of the subclasses have the ability to grab a lot of stuff, or was that yes. just the hunter? Okay. Yeah. so the original the original design was it was just it
2: was going to be a hunter specific thing. And then they realized that that would probably not be make everyone well. upset, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because then literally everyone would just play the hunter. Obviously, um, yeah, okay. I, I think like that would be a very so yeah, it's it's it is given to everybody now,
1: okay. All right. good to know so so there are three new subclasses for each of the new um for each class so you got the warlock architect it's called um bungee.net describes it as effortlessly manipulating the weave using only their mind from the back line these telekinetic sorcerers can even twist strand into sentient creatures to do their bidding which sounds super badass uh the thread runners are the hunter ones Masters of movement, speed, and grace. The city is a threadrunner's playground as they grasp threads and weave new ones to dart through the air, finding the fastest way between two points. And the Titans is Tyrant. Untamed and wild, tyrants tear at Strand to manifest claws they use to sever their targets from the weave. Leaping into harm's way with wild abandon, the line no one crosses is drawn by a tyrant. Um, And reading that, I just got a new question. So it's called Strand, uh, the subclass. And then there's a sentence here, right? It says tyrants tear at strain to manifest clause. They use to sever their targets from the capital W weave. What is, what is the weave that as opposed I, to strain? I
2: think the, the, again, if you kind of listen to the, the post stream interviews, they kind of, I think they went into more detail of like, imagine uh, kind of do like a star Wars parallel or something. Like imagine like all the world is like connected with like, ethereal we have the force or these ethereal webs that like bind and bring everything together. And that's I think like the weave. And so it's like we're learning to to sort of manipulate that that
0: yeah. The, yeah,
2: that energy. And that's mm-hmm. ultimately why we can just grapple nothing in the air because we're able to find that that strand that exists that we can latch onto and that becomes our our physical point to to grab and things like that. So but this you is know. still a
1: darkness subclass. Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. And
2: they, they also explicitly go out of their way of saying no one has ever, uh, manifested this power, uh, before us. And that we are literally the first to ever like okay. take this on and utilize it. Uh, you know, it's like, so it's been there uh, again, like the force, it's like, we're like the first Jedi where we're first learning to like, use it and manipulate it. And, and, um, So, yeah, it it is it is a newly discovered essence by or energy by the the darkness, Um, but none of them are using it until they decide that one of the seasons that they're going to give, you
1: know, they're going to give the cabal, the ability to strand or something like that. But Mm. for now. All right. All right. Cool, Mm. cool, cool. So, Rob, what do you what do you think of the new subclass? First impressions? We don't have a lot of information on it yet, but.
2: Yeah, no, I. uh, So I think. This sounds really, really silly. I think one kind of complaint I had about stasis is that like the the kind of defining color was a shade of blue that looked really close to arc. Uh, And it kind of like it's nice to see like a drastically different color palette swap in terms of like your abilities that really. And I know once you start using stasis versus arc, it's very apparent which ability you're using. But I love the like the the really kind of like neon green aesthetic or kind of bright green aesthetic. Even though I just made a complaint about the whole eighties thing, I think it, I think it actually I think it looks really good. Um, I think a lot of people were and and myself included were sort of kind of assuming that if we were going to get like a green based darkness ability, that it was going to be you know poison or corruption or you know whatever yeah, magic yeah. insert word you want to use. And Something I I actually, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm glad that they subverted our expectations uh, and did this kind of thing. The most the, the thing that I'm most excited about, and I feel like no one's pointed this out. The Hunter has given me like a hard uh, Scorpion vibe for Mortal Kombat with like, yeah, spear. like, I, I, I here. exactly <laughs> like I'm, I'm really excited about that. The the warlock they showcase the super against a bunch of enemies and of course you know it's like take that for what you will it looked pretty cool. The titan feels a little like I, I saw some people complaining like great it's another like punching glove super ability that you're just gonna like have weird limited range and it's a roaming super and people weren't <laughs> yeah. like excited about that and I I totally get that like I think you could do you could do so much more uh, I think and it it just feels like they. Like well, let's just give let's just give Titans the boxing glove ability again, uh, like they did with Stasis and the Behemoth. Um, so I'm I'm I I'm tentatively excited. It looks cool. We got to see some abilities where like I think the Hunter slammed down and a bunch of like tendrils just like appeared out of nothing and like just lifted a bunch of enemies. Ironically, into kind of like a Stasis where they're just like floating there. So it looks like it's just kind of like fun, manipulative of like the physics. Uh, so that seems like it'll be fun to play around with. So I'm excited. It looks cool. The supers look kind of neat. The abilities are cool. will talk about Grapple in a second, but everything else about it looks really cool.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. Robbie, what about you? What are you thinking?
0: Well, I think someone read something about string theory, didn't understand it, <laughs> then remembered the Matrix looked really cool, <laughs> then started playing Spider-Man and was like, <laughs> fuck, light bulb just came on. <laughs> This is it. I got it. That's um,
2: quote of the century. Well said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's kind of what happened. I don't know. We we might get some more information on that. Uh, but no, it looks interesting. It looks cool. But yeah, I feel like they pulled from a lot of things. And I definitely got like those vibes, you know. the Yeah, obviously like some kind of like string theory. And uh, the mesh obviously looking like 80s, you know, car posters. Uh, what can I say? It looks kind of cool. It looks kind of cool, but at the same time, I feel like it's a bit of a mess. <laughs> like what you said before, just I think that's it. Like they're they they're going way more uh, sci-fi on this one for sure. Yeah, with the whole with the whole sub, which is a a big uh, a big change and something I'm looking forward to because all the other ones are more like you know like magic and and space uh, what would they call them I mean we're literally wireless yeah like space magic and hive magic and uh, all these other things and then now we're kind of going into this sounds more like technological yeah. science of like space time new, yep. and you know the, the fabric of the universe and we're kind of grabbing onto it and modifying it to like make shapes off of it It's very it's very cool.
1: Yeah, they've kind of flip-flopped aesthetics as uh, as far as stuff like this goes, as far as the past couple expansions. Like Forsaken was definitely leaning more into the fantasy aspect with the Wild West cowboy thing and then the Dreaming City and then Beyond Light was more tech and then Witch Queen was those, like, you know, gothic architecture and then now we're back to like futuristic oh, stuff. Oh,
0: one thing you made me think about that really was that How when we got Witch Queen and we went to the throne world and we see this gothic architecture, but it's very like pristine, you know, like very white and shiny. Mm -hmm. And before we saw like like the keep is all red and bloody and kind of decayed, right? So in a way, this was kind of like their bright new shiny version of the city. Uh, Yeah. So I so I feel like I feel like
2: Destiny's kind of always done this where they they jump back and forth cuz like obviously the vanilla launch of D1 was very like okay just ruins again I I used kind of that post apocalyptic term um but like in space which is cool um but then when you by the time you get to you know um the Taken King you 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 start dabbling with that kind of like gothic you know, space magic-y kind of thing with, with the Dreadnought and and going into dimensions and things like that. And then you jump to Rise of Iron, and it's very much going back to, you know, destroyed ruins, lost technology, you know. So you, you get kind of that back and forth, and then you get to, like, the D2 launch, and, and again, you get back to just everything's in ruins and destroyed. And then Forsaken is kind of definitely like a fantasy element, and then Keep is... So, so they've, they've been doing this like all along, um, but this, this feels like the most like giant jump between like, like you were saying, Robbie, like super clean, pristine Gothic to just like super clean, futuristic city. And it feels so jarring, I think, because nothing, nothing ever felt this. I think also,
0: and I was talking with, with a friend about this the other day is that in reality a lot of the fantasy from from destiny derives from like stories that we've heard before so like the iron lords is kind of like king arthur and the, right. and the knights of the round table and then we got like you know references to to the roman empire uh you know the cabal and things like that and there's always some sort of like connection between you know what i would Assume is kind of like general knowledge, kind of uh, folklore, even to call it right. some way, uh, and, and then kind of reinterpreted in this way, right? Because it's something that is very foreign but very familiar at the same time. Yeah. And so you kind of get that that very cool connection with it. And this one is one that doesn't have that because, like, the '80s is not like has like a legend about it. You know what I mean? So no, it's it doesn't just have like really dis- that distinct deep. art
2: style. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, but I did, even then, still felt um, the changes because when you guys were talking about Calus going into the water, right? Um, it made me think of like a baptism. So, still, I think that's one big piece that we're not getting yet that probably is going to have some play into it. Like it always right. does. And we'll have some sort of connection that isn't just like the aesthetic.
2: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And like they they even showed some some stuff and it looks like we're going to be dabbling again in the pyramids. So it's not going to just be all new city type stuff like I, I they, they do some they've they've done some really clever things in the past for how they'll they'll take you to drastically different locales, but I'll have it still kind of make sense within the, the context of the story. And like, I mean, even look at the Witch Queen campaign, like you're doing all this stuff in the throne world and then inexplicable well, not inexplicably but then you're doing a level on europa where you're storming a, a pyramid ship and so it's like but that's all part of the same t- campaign so like they do a good job of kind of jumping between all these different aesthetics and things like that so i like yeah. it's it is worth considering all of that and and i you know its it's probably not fair to be super harsh and just criticize it on on the the 80s aesthetic kind of thing so <laughs>
0: fair <laughs> yeah
1: so we got back to the aesthetic conversation, which is seems to be the dominating uh, topic. I'm sorry. I, I no, used I'm not, I'm bit, not complaining. Oh, I'm just, that's an observation. I, I was trying
0: to make the opposite point, though. Like the fact that even whatever they make always has like some sort of background in, oh, in some folklore or, or in some, you know, like old myth or legend or something. Yeah. Well, so, and that's hof- like that's what hopefully that will have some something that we right. don't know what it is yet, but I'm assuming there will be some, some meat,
1: some inspiration you know I mean? taken. From well, it. yeah. And you, yeah.
2: you, you hit it right on the head too, Robbie. You mentioned like, yeah, the iron Lord stuff is like King Arthur, like, you know, English mythology. But then like, again, if you look at like some of the original iron banner armor, it was either like very like Viking-esque or. Or kind of, you know, English mythology type stuff. But then in D2, like you can tell they went with like kind of like a Japanese like samurai and some of the the aesthetics and things like that. And even there was that one season of the worthy or whatever with Keitel and like that armor people like showed and, and like it's like based off like some Turkish army, like military armor from like 700 years ago. And so like they've <laughs> always been kind of diving into and, and paying tribute to all these different like aesthetics and styles and for better for worse because some of it does look horrendous and goofy and i think that's like on purpose to just because that was like the style of that armor um but yeah no it's again they're, they're very conscientious about the choices that they're making and and why they're making it it's just like
1: the reaction of of those things but you're absolutely right so you guys have any more thoughts on strand specifically uh, I know we were talking about. I, th- I believe this was before the podcast. Uh, we were talking about how Grapple uh, could absolutely break the game theoretically. Yeah, uh, as far as it, like it looks, of and stuff goes, this is going to be interesting.
2: Yeah, it looks like it looks like there's going to be a lot of like platforming exploration in the city, which is kind of neat. Again, we we talked about like what you know what's the the, the kicker to this particular expansion that will, people will remember it by, and it just kind of I have I have this feeling that there's going to be a lot of like city exploration and the way you're gonna have to like get around is by getting really good at that grapple ability. Um and yeah, and I th- I think that's kind of a neat choice for this expansion, but in the back of my mind, the, the, the question or concern is like once people get good at using this grapple ability, and they even showed it in the trailer of like grappling onto one of the trains in the Warden of yes. Nothing strike and getting yes, pulled, so which me. is awesome yeah. i think that that's it does, amazing it, that looked awesome, yeah. but it, that's exactly also the like okay someone's going to figure out if you do that <laughs> then you can get super high speed and then you can like
0: crash into through, a cabal
2: yeah or you can glitch through a wall and then now you're like outside of the map and people are going to find all kinds of crazy stuff and and you break the game in in interesting ways and i know some people are super excited about that but i'm just like like, did they, did they really think this through? And, and are strikes going to no. become like stupid Guanty or <laughs> are raids going to be like broken in certain ways because we have this ability that, like, you know, like Vault of Glass was never meant to have Spider Man swinging around inside of there? Yeah. That's and like, the what is that, that going to look that like?
0: Yeah, because like, look at the city and to compare it with other open worlds that we've had to explore before, most of them lacked a lot of verticality. And I think this one might have that verticality that we haven't seen, which sounds super interesting, you know, to have like this space that is like, you know, maybe something is not, it's right next to you. It's just like, you know, 10 stories above you or something. But that brings the question to my mind of, and seeing this in other games and seeing it, for example, I don't know, it reminds me of so many things, like, like grappling onto enemies on Doom, or, or Team Fortress 2, or nowadays on Halo Infinite. And so on Halo Infinite, for example, not everybody has the grapple hook. It's like a thing you attach to your arm and goes away when you die. And then, you know, you can only use it sometimes. And it's not like you can grapple onto anything. You have to actually aim, and then the swing mechanic and control where you're going. So you have to kind of get good at it. It's not like it just takes you there, uh, wherever you point it at. So... Is either going to be something where we're going to have it all the time available very, very often, and that's kind of scary to me? Or is it going to be on like a really long cooldown kind of, right? It, this replaces your, your reef and, and your, you know, your class ability or, or something like that? Is this going to be on a, on a big cooldown? Or is this literally just like you said, like, uh, Get around kind of mechanic more, right. and and even if it is, the thing is that they already showed it, and it's definitely gonna be also like an offensive mechanic in 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 both PVE and PvP.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out in PvP. So the yeah. balance
0: of it is what kind of concerns me. Yeah, again, we've seen it in other games. It's either a movement or an offensive kind of ability and the cooldown of yeah Yeah, I'm, I'm
1: curious to see how they're going to balance that. Uh, in the past with new powers, they haven't exactly been proficient in balancing such things between sandboxes. No.
0: <laughs> <Them>.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure PvP players are not going to be happy about this. I'm sure it's not going to go over well. I'm not anticipating it too, <laughs> But we'll see how they fix it after launch, because that's what's yeah, I, like is it gonna are
2: we gonna have a stasis situation where it comes out super overtuned and then for like six mm-hmm. months everyone's just six miserable. Yeah. You know. So that's we'll what see. I'm anticipating. I'm
1: yeah. sure someone will figure out how it's completely busted and they will just yeah. break crucible for the next few months, like you said. So yeah. Uh, So let's run through some of the miscellaneous things that came with the Lightfall reveal stuff that's coming up in future seasons and stuff like that. So number one on the list is they are supposedly now no longer going to be vaulting expansion content. So so, did you confirm what that meant?
2: Yeah. So I, I I should have rephrased it by the way. We have like a kind of an outline when we're doing these
1: podcasts, very professional,
2: our our (laughs) notes Uh, behind the scenes, we're breaking the fourth wall. No, um, but <laughs> so in the, there's a, there's a destiny to showcase 2022 recap, uh, tab, and that's under, I don't know. Oh, it's, it's under like news within the community tab, um, where they, they kind of just give like an at a glance, all the stuff they talked about. You can see all the trailers where I was able to see the, the, the callous bath scene, uh, that everyone, <laughs> everyone wants that, everyone wants that sweet callous bath water. What was that 20 seconds so again? 20, yeah. 20 oh, seconds. There you go. Oh, um, thank you. But uh, <laughs> there's a thing that they they mentioned: no more expansion sunsetting. And this is something we Yay. talked about in the last podcast. Of you know what are they going to take away um, coming out? Now uh, they were very kind of weird in their wording during the 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 stream, and I definitely was like, what do they mean by that? So um, it just says no more expansion sunsetting. It was always tough having to say goodbye to previous campaigns when they moved into the DCV Destiny Content Vault. Even if you didn't play them yourselves, it made it more difficult to get your friends caught up on what happened with the majority or with the major yearly beats in Destiny 2. Seasonal content will continue to stay throughout the current expansion year and then move to the Destiny content vault when the new expansion launches. So that means the seasonal activities like the the, the pirate theme one that we're getting right now and then the like going to the Leviathan that's all haunted like last season, that's going to go away each season or at the end of the expansion. But the way it's worded here, they're not necessarily... They said just no more expansion sun sunsetting, so I I think that that means things like the moon from Shadowkeep are safe and the Dreaming City are safe, but they didn't say that they weren't done like vaulting planets and that has me kind of worried like I still wonder with this if this means like the the end of Nessus or the EDZ or something like that. Like it was it was kind of interesting how they worded it and I'm I I would really like a little more clarification on this. Sure. Uh, and what this means, because like i a part of me is thrilled, but I'm also like they were very explicit in how they phrased it. And I'm wondering if that doesn't
1: necessarily mean we won't lose another planet in the future. Sure. So, But honestly, I don't care if Nessus goes like at this point, a lot of the older stuff, I'm kind of used to sunsetting at this point. Yeah. You know, like I've accepted the fact that, you know, Nessus is certainly going to be on the chopping block and I never go there anyways. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. But you know, um, for some but regardless, regardless, play on like my my Xbox doesn't even have like a disk drive, right? Right. And if I were to install Destiny and say Call of Duty with Warzone, that's it. I don't have any more space. Yeah. So it, it is kind of like a concern for some of us. Sure. It's just the game side.
1: But it's nice to know that like the Dreaming City is, is yeah, safe, yeah. you know, for the time being. So that's yeah. good to because, you know, it's nice, Like like they said, it's nice to, Bring your friends back to the major right. story beats and be like, oh, you know, instead of being like, oh, man, it's too bad he didn't play four years ago when the Dreamy City was a thing. Right.
2: I Yeah. I And it's like when you read this, too, you can kind of interpret like what constitutes expansions because does that mean we could lose the Vault of Glass eventually? Because that didn't that wasn't in an <clears throat> expansion. Or like, would we potentially lose? Um, what's the dungeon that came out that's also 80s
1: Neo themed um, prophecy
2: prophecy that wasn't oh. technically part of an
1: expansion, it right? Wasn't. That was, it was just... a season of arrivals, but it was free right. to all players. It was free to all was
2: players. So like, very is, weird
1: position. Yeah,
2: right. Is that kind of stuff
1: always on the potential
2: for chopping blocks? Because that would free up space in in interesting ways you know it's like so it, yeah. uh, it actually again, thinking about a...
0: that one if we lose the tower isn't that dungeon in the tower
2: oh yeah you like launch it from the tower you, you yeah do i think launch you're right. it from the tower yeah so yeah i like so that that kind of stuff where it's like i i wish they they'd be more clear on this but i think they did it by design where they're not obligated to really you know like they don't have to put in writing like oh you know, Vault of Glass will never leave D2, but it, it if if you you know, it could be interpreted multiple ways
1: that sure. certain things might still be on the chopping block. I think honestly, as far as like long, long term, I think there's a reason they're not putting specific things listed like right. oh this will never leave. Because right. I think they'll they'll always I feel like potentially consider something to get removed yeah. in favor of something else depending on how plans change and stuff. So exactly. Exactly. So we'll see. Uh, over overall tentatively exciting. Um yep. what else we got? Uh I'm trying to rank this in terms of importance. Uh, mods and loadout manager, I think is Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Super like exciting thing thing.
0: I think everybody's been asking for. Absolutely. Like saving I this is loadouts in game. Yeah. Without having to use a third party app. I feel it's like huge. that's a huge deal. Yeah.
1: But how does this affect DIM and stuff? Like, I mean, does that essentially well, dim dim's still going to be way more superior in terms of
2: like your entire vault is accessible yeah, that's right. at yeah, any given time. The
0: the calculators that they got, the loadout right. optimizers, and all those things is something that's still not being offered. That's true. But what, that's true. What you basically can do is still utilize both. You can optimize your loadouts with a third party, then save it in game, so that way right. you can change it in game.
2: And they and they showed kind of like a graphical concept, and it looked like you could only save like five loadouts per character uh and so like i think with dim i don't i don't know is there a limit to how many loadouts you can make on there and i don't um sure. so i i i i think it's great though because i think like i i have a ironically i have a neighbor who uh lives kind of down the street from me and he plays destiny on a very much like light level talking about you know who who plays the the legendary campaign he's the kind of person who wouldn't play the legendary campaign because he plays casually once in a while his girlfriend like they play once in a while destiny and they play other games too so it's like he's not fully committed like we are um and he had no idea that dim existed uh at all because he just yeah. he doesn't play the game enough to to engage with it and so like concepts like loadouts and things like that are like foreign to him so I think I think this will be a huge godsend uh to a lot of people that are we'll say on the more kind of casual level who don't even know that dims a thing sure. uh and so i think it's great uh and i'm super excited like having an in-game loadout system i'm sure it's something they've wanted to do for a long time um but now it seems like they really do have a cadence down for like their content releases and like the team and it seems like it's a substantial size that can like really put time and focus on these like quality of life improvements that we've been asking for since 2014 which sounds crazy to say out loud and finally getting like like we got transmog last year and that was amazing and
1: now we're we're getting like tools like this and i i'm super excited yeah this is a huge deal super super exciting this will be awesome and yeah coming with lightfall okay confirmed that that's awesome so this this will be super exciting um what else we got so commendations are coming so think overwatch you know end of the match be like oh you were a great teammate so that's coming that's kind of cool uh not like a as big a deal as like the mods and loadout manager thing but um the commendations are cool
0: Mm -hmm. do we know if we also do we know if we also get to like downboat people uh, it, like it doesn't you look sucked. like
2: you no you know what it is Cause... because it, that would be so <laughs> broken like yeah, yeah, people yeah. are just going to go to like streamers and and poop on them and yeah that's i think that's it's that's
0: what like. when they started saying it then i kind of thought okay they're, they're not gonna do that but when i when they started talking about it that was my first thing like everybody's just gonna start demolishing everybody's else's reputation
1: yeah i know they wouldn't do that i but, but yeah, it's all positive stuff. And I guess as you rack up accommod- or accommodations for being a strong player or great leader, other players will take notice and instantly know that you have a lot of experience and would be a worthy addition to their fire team, which is kind of cool. So It is
0: and it's not. I feel like it's the one thing that everybody's going to start doing it for a bit. And then afterwards, like, really, like, are you really going to look at people's thing in LFGs and be like, guys oh, like such a great team leader? i mean as far as what did they they even mention it like that who talks like that like oh i hope he will help us get through this difficult raid and and guide us with his experience Um, well if i'm playing
1: right if i'm like playing a new raid that i've never played before and i want someone to like help me through it without being a dickhead I, i would want like
2: yeah i think i think there's enough folks that want that kind of like support again like I would love to know just the solid numbers of like how many people that play this game have a clan and how many people that play this game are like they've done a raid once and then they've done the raid 50 times like what are those what are like I want to see those bar graphs to see what the distribution of all the different players and I think there's a lot of folks like that that want to do a dungeon once in a great while but they might be kind of shy because they don't have a whole lot of people that can guide them through. And so if you go on, which that's another thing that we need to mention is that they're going to put an LFG,
0: an LFG into
2: the game. Yeah. And so being able, being able to find but someone so, who's so willing to that's teach, the same like, concern that's a big I
0: have. deal. Because then let's say we're, we're trying to get a team together, right? Maybe just for a dungeon. Three people. And so we're looking for a third. And then this guy joins and he has no commendations. And so... Just kick him out, right? Until yeah, I someone can, I can joins see that can has commendations. So in in the same way, like it is a good system for casuals, but then the casual that's trying to join a group, any group, is gonna sure. just get kicked all the time. And I don't know. I just feel like it's gonna be.
1: I don't. I don't no, not, I get that. I I do understand that. Not as you useful
0: know. as we think it will be.
2: Uh, what we we'll have to we have to see. Like I I'm, I suspect there'll be. Like uh um, like uh codes that you can put in, like you know, know what to do, or needs to have a mic and things like that. Like, so if you're trying to set up an LFG because you need to find a third person, I'm sure they're gonna have the the hashtags. That's what I'm looking for. Of like, you know, needs to know what to do, or like you're not looking for, you're not looking to guide a a, a blueberry through. Like, you want to you want to get this done quick. Like, I I think that they're receptive to those kinds of like conditions that people are are willing to. Look for, and it's not just going to be anyone who wants to join anywhere can just join. Like, I, I think there will be some tools and and you know, screening uh, that people will be able to do in terms of like, no, I'm not, I'm not looking to help a bunch of new people. Like, I just want to get this done tonight, real quick. I think that option. I'm assuming those tools or those things will be in there, but we just need to see how it turns out.
1: Yeah, fair enough. As with all new things right. that get announced, right. we'll see how it plays out. But um I I understand the good side and I understand the bad side. But we'll see. We will absolutely yeah. see what happens. Um but yeah, uh, uh, LFG finder that's a huge deal. Um I'm a little skeptical just because they kind of tried this a little bit in the past with the whole guided games thing and that went absolutely yeah. nowhere. So <laughs> it's the, like- the thing that's still in beta. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm
1: surprised it's even still like available. I know. I know.
2: But um <laughs> well I think I think because they they came out with it and then they never really expanded on it expanded on it so i think i think if it seems like a lot of those we'll say relics from vanilla d2 are being expanded upon upon and actually like they're doing something with and like the little the conceptual screenshot that they show looked like it had a lot more to it and and a lot more capabilities so again we need to see more fleshed out I'm yeah, sure. so we we need to see how it goes, and it might be a hot mess, and that everyone still just uses the LFG app or you know outside or sources Discord. and or yeah. Discord and things like that. Like, which would be fine, honestly. Yeah, like, right. if it yeah, yeah. fails, it fails. Like, right, life goes on. But right, but if it but works, I, it'll be awesome. Yeah, I I just yeah I agree that like the guided games is hot garbage. I think I've even tried it a couple of times, and like I was queued for like half an hour. I'm like, this I'm not this is stupid. Right <laughs> right now. Um, so. Like it, it was it it was a neat idea again. What are, like when you go back and look at the original like D two conceptual stuff, we've made a
1: lot of strides and come a long way since that that initial release. So, so and then one more thing we got is the Guardian yeah. ranks thing. Yes, uh, I'm kind of unclear on what this is. It looks like it's kind of
2: because that there's been a consistent backlash of like new players have absolutely no idea what to do. Uh, this looks like it is, we're going to hold your hand extensively in like, here's how you open up the menu and here's how you equip mods. And here's like, like all the stuff that, that have, that has become so convoluted in this game that, that we don't think about because we've been playing it and watching it evolve for the last five years. But there's a lot of people that just like, they don't even know how to get mods or like what mods yeah. are or like what all the different elemental types are and knowing how to understand what the 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 modifiers are in strikes and stuff like that like this looks like it's it is a way to like progressively guide you through how to become a guardian and like like for people like us we'll rank up to I think there's like 15 or 16 ranks we'll probably get to a relatively you know moderately high number pretty quickly but this is designed for people i think that have like never played of like Here's how you equip like an exotic and here's like explaining that you can only have one exotic equipped at a time. Like, I think it's meant to be a very, very structured tutorial on how to play this game. That's not just get to the, the, the city, the, the last city, and then, and then go on your adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's I think that's literally
0: is... what happened to me. And, and like having that experience, I think like this is a great, great concept mm-hmm. that they have because Right. Uh, the first time I downloaded Destiny, when I first got my Xbox, when I moved back here, I, I played it for like two days, like the whole new light, new player thing. And then I got thrown into the tower with, with no aim or nowhere to go or nothing. Right. Like I had no <laughs> idea. And so I, I just started exploring and I discovered the prophecy dungeon that was in the tower. And like with my experience from other games, I thought like, well, if there's a dungeon that's in the tower, which is like the starter area, this should be super easy, right? Right. So I go into Prophecy on my own, obviously, because I don't know that you have to have a fire team and I just get destroyed. And I was like, okay, yeah, uninstall, bye. (laughs) And then I came back like a couple of months later once I had like, you know, realization that maybe I should YouTube some of this and, you know, try to figure it out. Uh, So yeah, this will be great for new players.
2: Right. And so I think it's, I yeah, I think I think this is going I, I, at least what I envisioned or if you were to ask me like how I would design it is like you do all the new light stuff you get to the tower and then it's like hey you should get more gear you can get more gear by uh playing strikes or uh going into the crucible or hey you can buy the season pass which is ten dollars and you get a little bit of a story or you can buy the expansion that gives you more story like I think it's it's meant to just like Literally try to throw you into every menu, explain what each of those things are, encourage you and help you figure out like, oh, how do you get these cool weapons that you see everyone running around with? Oh, well, those are raid weapons to do a raid. You need six people. And here's, by the way, we have this LFG thing and you can let people know that you're brand new to destiny and maybe you'll get lucky and find someone who's willing to Sherpa you through. Like, I think it's trying to be on like that level of like, like, again, holding your hand on the most fundamental. Like, that's how I interpreted it, which is great because. The game has gotten so convoluted um and and i've i've been seeing some forum posts lately where i think someone posts like this game feels like it's designed to explicitly get new people to stop playing after the tutorial and i i totally get that because i had a buddy i had a buddy who played d1 pretty heavily and played d2 the first year and then stopped and then decided to boot it up because he bought a ps5 recently And he's like, what's this? What's this? What's this? And it's like, I I, like he couldn't share a screen. So I had no way to like tell him what it was. And it was like, I was trying to guess it, like, here's this. And, you know, you can come over here and we should do some strikes because, you know, and like there'd been so many weapons added since he played and he didn't know what mods were and didn't understand why the armor was so drastically different. And like in terms of like stat distribution, it's like it's so overwhelming that like and I hate the idea of like telling people to go watch video guides because I know some, yeah. some of those video guides leave out very pertinent pieces of information that aren't ever going to be, or, or they include information that is so not like at the level of that new person playing that it's like, why are you overwhelming them with this? Like take five steps back, you know? So, yep. and, and so, and, and Bungie can control how they want that information delivered, which for better, for worse as well. So. I think it's really good. Like they're finally acknowledging that the new light campaign is like awful and there needs to be way more because it's not yeah. enough just to know like where you're located, but like understanding, like again, how mods and loadouts and all of that stuff works. It's so convoluted.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And even some things like, I remember I went by like a couple months without having the boss spec mod because it wouldn't be for sale. And, Right. Then, once I got it and I became more like a regular player, I was trying to explain a friend that would play with me. And I was like, Well, we, we've got to check every week to see if it's there so you can have it too. He was like, What? And I mean, yeah. I feel like certain things like that, like, you know, boss spec, major spec, if they, let's say, democratize them, just give them to everybody with kind of like quest line, I think that would be like a way better new player experience too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, there's,
2: yeah. I, I think mods are. Mods should just be available. All like all mods up to this point just need to be available. All the, all the charged with light mods, the the yeah,
1: all the old ones, sure.
2: Just like there's no because the the game has evolved so much to a point where mods are so a part of the lifeblood of character creation. Like yep. unless you're just playing strikes, like just basic, like going through the strike playlist, you need to know how to how mods work, even for like the crucible because you will get eaten alive unless you know how to put like reloader mods or you know powerful friends and radiant light and things like that and it's yeah. not it's you're such such a disadvantage if you don't have those available
0: yeah yeah so. and it's not not very direct because the amount of times i run into players that are kind of new that put on like uh sniper resistance to go into pvp just right. to you know, until literally until someone tells them like that doesn't right. work. in, people. Right. But the game doesn't tell you.
2: Well, and that's, that's a, that's, I was actually going to bring this up a couple weeks ago. Uh, someone made a post on Reddit that uh, there's a bunch of drama that kind of surrounded, I think one of the mods like took it down because it was, people were arguing with him, even though I think he was like objectively correct that a bunch of the mods are worded weird in that, the the term enemy versus like
0: combatant.
2: combatant is not consistent across like any of the mods and like like over half of them are inconsistent uh and 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 so it's like you know people are like arguing like no if it says combatant that just means guardian or like pve but then it's like no enemy is just pve and it's not supposed to be guardians in crucible but it does affect them in crucible and it was like and he had this detailed list and people were like arguing with him and it's like no i've got objective evidence and it got it was a really weird form post and eventually it got like deleted or, or locked um but he was like objectively right like and, and that's, like, and, you know, we've kind of talked about, like, they need to do a season where they just kind of, like, run through, like, and fix the wording on a bunch of things and fix a bunch of exotics. And, like, I really think there's, there needs to be something like that where it just needs to explicitly say works in PvE, doesn't work in PvP, not, not or works that. in both. Do, like
0: Do something like, well, now that they did, uh, now we can see the recall direction and several things on the guns, Right. On right. some of the screens, not on all of them. Uh, but even if they added like a little tiny logo of like you know the Vanguard logo uh, or the Crucible logo, oh that's the, a great on idea on the little corner of the yeah of the mod when you mouse over it, that's, that's it. That idea. solves yeah. like all the issues. You know?
2: Yeah, I agree. Well, and and in D one, and I could be remembering this incorrectly, but it was if it was against in PVE, it would say Minions of Darkness, and that was like. Okay, so you know it worked in PvE, but if it said anything beyond that, I think it worked in both. I could be wrong, but I do remember the Minions of Darkness. So like I think it was a little better described there. Um but that that's a great idea. Just yeah, have a hover over there and you know, okay, this is a this is a, a crucible and strike mod versus this is a PvE only mod or a crucible
1: only mod. That's a that's a that's a fantastic idea, Robbie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That is about all the time we have today, folks. So next week, we will be talking about sailing the high seas. And that uh, that that we'll round out the show. So thank you guys for hopping on and chatting with me as always. And thank you to our lovely audience for listening. We will see you guys next episode.
0: Bye. this
1: voice recording away and go on with your life because you and i both know you'd have me yapping in your ear for the rest of your days want to further the discussion get in touch with us at any of our twitter handles all of which can be found at our podcast description